Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology. I'm Adam Diamond, a church planner candidate with Mile One Mission. Right across from me, we have... My name is Matt Leahy, and I am a church planter with Mile One Mission. You are. I am. And we have a special guest here today. So on the other side of me, we have... Chad McDonald, and I am a church planning catalyst with Send Network Canada. Yeah, so welcome, Chad. So Chad is here. Uh, we know Chad a little bit. Uh, but he's working with Send Network, and he's here to do some orientation with Mr. Matt Leahy. We, so we don't know Chad just a little bit. We know Chad a lot. <laughs> we do know him a right? lot. We yeah, know him yeah. a lot. And, and yeah. you're still putting up with me, so that's that, good. That's right. That's right. But that's we have I, him working for his keep today. That's what I say to my wife all the time. You're still putting up with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, if you're listening, you're probably wondering, like, why do you have this weird guy or this, you know, random guy chad mcdonald here on the podcast well like i said uh matt is doing some orientation uh you may have seen something on model admission saying that him and ruth recently passed their assessment so chad's here doing some orientation with him so uh chad uh most people here in newfoundland probably don't know what the send network is but before we get into that won't you tell us a little about yourself and how you came to work with send network canada sure yeah thanks for having me on the show guys um well, I, uh, I'm, I'm born and raised in Nova Scotia. Uh, my family's from Cape Breton Island and um, ended up, when I graduated high school, uh, made my way to Toronto, spent many years there, uh, and then eventually made my way further west to Vancouver, where I spent uh, years of doing ministry there uh, in a church in Vancouver that was passionate about planting churches and uh, served as an executive pastor role there. And uh, yeah, to make a long story short, basically, uh, at the time, uh, there was a church planting organization uh, based in BC, and they were working across the country, and they had hired me to move back home to Atlanta, Canada, uh, to work with them to see church planting happen in the four Atlantic provinces. And uh, so that took place, that happened in January of 2015. And uh, about a year ago, I transitioned from that church planting network uh, to Send Network. So that's the quick story of, uh, you know, from east to west and west back to east. And I live in Halifax with my family. Um, met my wife in Ontario in those, those years of being in Toronto. She's from Ontario. And I have three children. Uh, my oldest son, Kiel, is 11. My daughter, is nine and then my youngest son Jude is seven so that's the stage of life we're at and uh, the city we live in and all that good stuff yeah but the Halifax a few times it's a it's a beautiful city it's a great yeah it's kind of that uh, city with a small town feel for sure yeah really so love you've been there. really involved in church planting then yeah I've been involved in church planting really since I started at that church in Vancouver which was in 2007. I just graduated high school. Okay. There, I'm, I'm feeling older already now. And so 2007, basically for the next eight years, was involved in church planting in Metro Vancouver, planting, helping plant churches every, whatever, two, three years or so, and different types of ministries being planted, some campus type of planting, and also some standalone church planting. 
and then yeah this this network at the time was looking for somebody to um help catalyze church planting in Atlantic Canada so that's what brought us back so been been with send network for now a year so it's last October that I was hired by send network Canada and doing that for the four provinces in our yes, region bye big shot here though but he was. He wouldn't know now, but he come over here and try to do some church plant, huh? Yes, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, so, Chad, uh, obviously you're focused on the Atlantic provinces. So mm-hmm. why plant churches in Atlantic Canada? Yeah, it's a good question. A um, lot to say about that. I mean, I think, I think churches are needed. I think, first of all, I think church planting, you know, is essential as far as, uh, you know, the proclamation of the gospel, um, the end goal we need to remind ourselves is not more churches, it's more worshipers, uh, more people that are bending their knee and surrendering their lives to the Lord Jesus. But I also believe that, you know, the Lord uses his church, his bride, as Mm -hmm. the primary way to reveal himself. So when we look at church planting, um, I mean, our nation needs so many more churches. And you know, that's a little bit of a misnomer when it comes to church planting is people will say, you know, there's all these empty buildings. Why do we need more church plants? Uh, we hear that a lot, even in Atlantic Canada, just that kind of mindset of, you know, do we actually need more when seats are empty? Um, and that's probably a discussion for another podcast. But I think sh- the short answer is yes, we need churches that are healthy, churches that are um, making disciples who make disciples, churches that are centered on the gospel. And uh, sadly today, we've got a lot of churches and church buildings that would call themselves churches, but aren't necessarily true to those things. And so to your question, uh, in regards to Atlantic Canada, um, you know, Atlantic Canada is what we would say is, in many ways, the birthplace of not only Canada, but the birthplace of religion and church in our country, the oldest Protestant church, you know, is in Halifax, mm-hmm. the oldest Protestant church in, in our country is in Halifax. And at one stage, Atlantic Canada was thriving uh, religiously and with churches. And that's why we have so many church buildings here. Um, many of them obviously now are turned into other things and repurposed and aren't places of worship uh, and then now we're we're just in a very different time where where I would say Atlantic Canada is very much a burnt over area, and what I mean by burnt over, um, that metaphor of you know once thriving, um, a land that becomes dry and sort of burnt over and is is now barren and very difficult to produce um, fruit in the sense of the the soil is so hard packed, and so. So that's the state of our, in many ways, the state of our region. Now, that doesn't mean there's not good things happening. The Lord is doing great things. We're seeing church planting happening. We're seeing established churches uh, becoming healthier and desiring to reproduce. We see the gospel being preached. Um, But, you know, there is a a great need uh, in our land for Mm -hmm. for more churches. And so, yeah, that would be be the quickish answer. Yeah, so great to have you here, and you know we've we've had you here at Newfoundland before, but obviously Malwin Mission's goal is to see churches in St. John's and across our province, and we fall under the Atlantic provinces. 
and um, it's it's hard enough here, man. Like I don't know, mm. but it's like personally in like Halifax or New Brunswick or is New Brunswick Atlantic or is it Maritime? Nope, it's Atlantic. Yeah, four provinces: uh, Nova Scotia. Prince That's Edward a great Island. question, though. Like for our American viewers and for people who aren't, you know, from Canada. So we have the Atlantic provinces: mm-hmm. Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, PEI, and New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. But even inside that, there's a delineation of the Maritimes versus Newfoundland. And so you have the Maritimes, which are, you know, New Brunswick, PEI, Nova Scotia, and then there's Newfoundland, but we all make up the Atlantic provinces. And so, yeah, that's right. And that's why, you know, my role as Atlantic Canada regional director, a lot of people refer to our area as the Maritimes, but just to repeat what you just said, the Maritimes does not include Newfoundland and Labrador. And we're the best part. Because that's we're special. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, bye. <laughs> yeah. So Atlantic includes Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah. So what were you going to say there, Adam? You were, uh, Before you were so rudely cut off by the church planter over there in the I corner. I know, right? Still learning the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Mawa Mission's goal is to see churches planted. And we obviously fit into that. But it's so great to have you here and have, you know, uh, the interest and you know the um yeah just uh newfoundland often feels like it's you know the dog gets kicked you mm-hmm. know we're off to the side we're we're the little guy you're you're rooting for and yeah uh but to have someone from you know this this network also you know partner with us and uh matt just got assessed or that it it says a lot i think if people were to know what the send network was sure yeah and you know like who are these people um and like, why, why do they care about us? This is what Newfoundland is like. Right. Um, how many questions, Matt, do we get people like, oh, like, who are you guys? Like. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. And we're like, you know, what are you doing here? Or, you know, and then eventually after you're there for a couple of years, no doubt you'll be asked, how long are you going to be here for now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We've had people come here and just pull out and. Mm-hmm. People get skeptical, they get, but, you know, so why don't you tell us about, like, what is Send Network Canada? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what kind of work do you do? Yeah. Uh, and, like, why, yeah, just give us a quick introduction. Sure, I'll talk about what we do and how we do it, and mm-hmm. then why Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, Send Network is, a, is really a church planting um, network based out of NAM, which is North American Mission Board. And we really are the primary agent that serves and sees church planting within the Canadian National Baptist Convention in our country. And in the States, that would be the Southern Baptist Convention. And so our passion is to see, yeah, healthy churches planted from coast to coast in Canada, from Victoria to the Avalon Peninsula here in Newfoundland. Amen. Yeah. And the way we do that is, um, well, first of all, we would just say that we don't, as a network, we don't plant churches. Churches plant churches. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we would be very upfront about that. We would be an organization that says, how do we empower churches to plant churches? How do we, um, you know, help develop uh, and deploy um, people for church planting? How do we equip the church to be the best that she can be? How do we equip her to resource um, the body so that the body can multiply? Mm -hmm. And so we do that for a, f- a few different ways. Assessment is a big one. Um, the Leahy's, Matt, who's sitting here with me, uh, went through our assessment recently, and that's now virtual in light of the world we live in with the pandemic. Um, but that's a several-day assessment process and pre-assessment testing and all of those things that we really think are important uh, to make sure the calling is there, but also the competency 
to plant a church. Uh, so uh, assessment's a big one. Orientation, which is why I'm here today, is uh, we do orientation and, and really Send Network is a family of churches. It's a, There's a, a, a unique camaraderie to Send Network, and that's really important to us that no church planter feels like they're planting alone, and that's a really important aspect. Uh, so orientation, we'll, we dive into what is Send Network, and we're going to do that tomorrow here at the offices at Mile One. Uh, training, so Send Network training, that comes in many different facets. Uh, we have a, an 11-month, 11-module Send Network training course that we're about to start here in Atlantic Canada with the guys that are sitting here with me right now. And um, we're excited to start that in December, and that will go for the next 11 or 12 months. Uh, coaching. Uh, which is a big one, too, is that every church planter, like I said, shouldn't plant alone and should have a coach and a mentor and those aspects. So we provide uh, coaching. Then that relationship is between the local catalyst, which is myself, and mm-hmm. the church planters in the region. And what am I missing there? Coach, um, or, uh, assessment, training, coaching, orientation, and care is kind of the last one. So more than just the church planter, but how do we care for his family? So in Matt's case, how do we care for Ruth and how do we care for the kids and how do we just um, support them through simple things like gifts and prayer? Yeah, so those are kind of the those are kind of their best practices or the ways that we just practically engage. And just to, to your point around Atlantic Canada, this side of the country, uh, Eastern Canada, and more specifically Newfoundland, I just think, um, you know, it, it is a region that's, I mean, it's a region that is, a have, it's a have-not region. It's often a region in, in our country that um, is forgotten about in many areas. Um, and the further east you go, the more that seems to be the case. And so here we are on the rock, and we're as far east as you can possibly get. And so the idea that, you know, we want to see the entire country uh, planting churches, we just cannot do that and leave out Atlantic Canada, which is obviously why I've been brought on the team and why you guys are here and we're encouraging one another. And so we, I personally love Newfoundland uh, and Labrador, and I've never been to Labrador, but love Newfoundland and, and just want to see mile one really succeed and really have a desire to see um, the lostness of of this area of the Avalon of specifically St. John's, we want to see um, transformation happen. So, what better place you know to to get to work? There's lots to be done. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, just thought to my mind then about something you said earlier that you know we want people who who are going to worship, and uh, you know we have that famous quote by John Piper that missions exist because worship doesn't. Right, so what we're doing is, you know, it, it's great. I mean, the Scent Network is just such a great fit, I'll say, from Mile One Mission because, I mean, we don't want to send our planters alone. Uh, every planter has a team, and right now we're a bit of a hybrid here at Mile One Mission. Me and David Drover serve with Matt at KCC, although we're our actual model would have interns move in with Matt and Ruth, not into the house, <laughs> <laughs> but into the community with them. <laughs> I don't know how that would go. Three kids. Two adults and bus interns. <laughs> How's that for a full house? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the full house theme now playing as you should with Sean and the ladies house. <laughs> well, the better question is, who's Danny Tanner? <laughs> so, uh, no, it, it's great that you know we can partner with 
Send Network Canada, and we have you on the ground here who can you know come alongside people like Matt and to just be that coach and to help him you know bounce ideas off mm-hmm. of or you know to give him direction how to go about uh, setting up his plant because I mean we're just over a year in and you know through God's grace we're seeing what five on a regular basis attend now yeah yeah five yep yeah it's a it's it's a slow arduous process especially in this part of the country the one thing I did want to mention is you know this situation with mile one and Calvary Baptist is very very unique it's not as common in our country and especially in Atlantic Canada to be working alongside um, such a an organized structure that does support church planners like this is an anomaly uh, I've told you guys this before so my role with like Matt is in many ways it's like mile one has in some ways not in all ways but in mm-hmm. some ways removed the necessity for Chad McDonald, the church planning catalyst. Not completely, because I think that there's a lot of validity in Matt and I having a relationship outside of mile one, where he's able to share things with me outside of the team, and, and he's able to process certain things. And I have different experiences than the mile one team. And so there's all of those things. But to my point, like mile one is very much an you-are-not-alone structure. Mm-hmm. And so... Yep. My role with mile one is very much just in many ways a bit of like a cheerleader, whereas I need to be a little bit less hands on than I would be with a planter that because a lot of planters don't have a mile one underneath them. They don't have a team. They don't have an office. They don't have this family of planters. They don't have interns. They don't have all these things and these structures and guys like Stephen to support them. And so there's a lot more of a need for a church planning catalyst to come alongside that planter. So for you guys, it's a little bit different where I feel like I'm a bit of a champion for mile one. And obviously Matt and I still have that planter catalyst rapport coaching, Mm -hmm. but it's, does that make sense? It's in some ways less essential, which is exactly what the way it should be. Cause uh, you know, if churches are healthy, churches are making disciples who are making disciples and multiplication is going to happen automatically. And there's more of that structure behind it as opposed to, sort of rogue church planting. I think the whole you know, cheerleading and championing of what we're doing at mile one, I, I think that you hit the nail on, on the head, right? Hmm. So I, I think as opposed to planters who don't have a team behind them, who don't have, uh, you know, mile one underneath them, as, as you just said, hmm. that's where Sen comes through. And, and if, if I understand it correctly, Sen could, uh, could implement like a, like, how do you word like a a group to oversee and kind of come alongside the planter, kind of like an advisory board, mm-hmm. kind of. Yep. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology. Yeah, we definitely are have those systems in place, absolutely. Right. Yep. But I would say, I would say the desire, and I know, you know, speaking on behalf of Send Network, the desire is that churches are planting, that leaders are raised up from within. And so that's really the language we're using now. So send is really, like I said earlier, like we don't plant churches. So in many ways, we are champions of church churches that want to plant churches and churches that say we don't know how to start doing that. Uh, we would help resource. So the biggest way would be residency. So mile one in our language, it's send would be considered a residency. So a residency is where you can come in, enter into the resident, 
you know, and and learn and observe and be an intern or a church planter um, until the time is such that you're you're ready to plant. And so with Send, we're really encouraging uh, churches to start residencies, and they can small churches can start residencies. Large, it it really doesn't have anything to do with size. It really just boils down to how are you discipling your people um, towards multiplication and towards ministry? And are we, are we just looking for the low-hanging fruit of church planters that send an email and say, I want to plant a church and I'm ready now? Th- those, that low-hanging fruit we're saying in Canada specifically has been picked. Mm-hmm. And so we're saying churches need to raise up from within. And this kind of comes back to, so if, if you guys remember at the beginning of the podcast, Adam, when he introduced himself, he, he called himself the church planter candidate. Candidate, yep. But it's also church planter resident as well, because it's that time of discipleship and growing and exploring. And once you get through assessment and all kinds of good stuff, then you go to church planter. So it's just, it's exactly, yeah. As Chad was describing. Yeah, and like even just to roll, even the fact that, you know, Model Mission is already doing a lot of work, it's still great to have that, you know, champion or that cheerleader on the side who we can partner with and, you know, give some outside input or some mm-hmm. uh, even even resources for us. And it, it helps a lot, honestly. Like if, if Newfoundlanders knew that there was an organization that was coming alongside a Newfoundland organization and cheering them on, mm. Dude, that would go so far because of that underdog mentality that we've you you said we've been pushed to the side, we're forgotten, mm-hmm. and that weighs on our mind as Newfoundlanders. Like you feel like that from the rest of Canada, but you know, hey, look, here's someone taking notice of us mm-hmm. and you know what we're doing, and and uh, you guys are the local experts. Like who who are we to sort of show up on the island and say we know church planting in St. John's or on the peninsula or on the rest of the rock. Like that's not, you're the local experts here. So it's really, really important that you're equipped to do what you need to do. And so that's like, people probably are wondering like, well, how does send equip? You know, there's the soft good stuff, mm-hmm. like the coaching and training. But then there's just like, there's even like financial support and there's, you know, support for the Leahy's through, fundraising and opening up the network so that they can connect with churches um, across our country, but then also all the way across down through North America, which opens up a lot of opportunities for finances and missions teams and prayer support. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things are very, very important that way. That was great. And also opens up like, you know, if we get to the point, you know, God willing that Kilbride Community Church is, you know, self-sustaining you know they have a plurality of elders they, they're able to govern govern themselves as being part of the send network they can then look at other churches and also kind of return that favor mm-hmm. of you know okay what other churches can we support what who can we pray for who can we send teams to and we can come to this together even if it's across the country yeah and That's i also cool. like how you brought up about the fact that you know a newfoundlander wouldn't necessarily know how to plant a church in downtown halifax like we just wouldn't know. Like we come from such different places, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great that you know you want to come alongside you know local church planters, local churches to plant where they are, because mm-hmm. yeah. you know that area, and yep. it just seems to make sense. Yeah, and you <laughs> s- you sound like you're from here, Adam. So, you know when you walk the, when you walk Water Street and tell people about Jesus, 
people are going to be like, I think this guy's from here. I'm from here, but they'll know very quickly I'm from the Bay <laughs> and I'm not from town. That's right. You're definitely not a townie. Yeah. And anyone listening, yes, we do call our capital city town. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how backwards we are. That's right. <laughs> so, Matt, uh, you, uh, we, we mentioned a couple of times, you and Ruth just recently passed your assessment with the said network. So now you're working uh, pretty closely with Chad. You're, you're able to meet with him and uh, clarify some things and learn more about the SEND network. But uh, what was that process like getting assessed? How did you find that? <laughs> in some ways, it was frustrating. Just uh, in, in context, when we finally went through our assessment, that was attempt number three, right? Because, you know, for a new number of reasons, we, we had a child born to us, you know, last November. That was attempt number two. And then I can't remember what attempt number one was, but for some reason... Number one just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were supposed to fly up again in March, weren't you? I past March? Yeah, yeah like his assessment know. was scheduled to be in Calgary in person, and then the pandemic hit, and that was strike yeah. number three. So, anyway. But I always say the Lord's timing is perfect. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So there we go. Yeah. And so, no, it, it was it was frustrating from a scheduling perspective, but, uh, you know, because y- you get so pumped to finally get to that point where you're going to be assessed and then Mm -hmm. it falls through and you're like all right lord well i surrender you know you know what you're doing uh and so there must be a reason why um you know attempt number three was yeah was the one that that went through but uh it was it was great there was a lot of work to do to get to the point of assessment and you know we talked about the whole discipleship uh you know a few moments ago and before i was labeled which is kind of weird to say, church planter. I was in Adam's position as a church planter, resident or church planter candidate. And is so my, my wife and I and, and my family moved back to Newfoundland, as I've said, you know, many times in, in other podcasts. And having very little ministry experience, I went through, you know, 2018 and, and 2019 in this, you know, exploratory, you know, I feel like God has uh, called me into church planting, but I don't have a lot of ministry experience. And so it was that time of, you know, being discipled and fleshing out those those feelings and those emotions about church planting mm-hmm. and then just getting a whole lot of experience, right? Like before coming to Mile One, I had never preached before. Uh, I had, you know, very little experience serving on this team or that team. And so it was just a, a time of growth and exploration and being poured into which was great. And then coming up to the assessment, man, there was so much more work to do, right? I, I, I think I filled out like a 500 question survey about, you know, what did you wear to bed last night kind of thing. No, mm-hmm. not in all serious. No, that's not what the question is. Very detailed <laughs> question. A lot of self-discovery type yeah, questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And so I covered a whole lot of uh, subjects like, you know, has your marriage to... You know, how, how long have you been in ministry for kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And then you need other people to fill the questionnaires. It wasn't just you that filled it out. Yeah, absolutely. So there was, in this one particular questionnaire that I was thinking of, it, it, it's called a 360. I think it's 360, something like That's that. That's right. And what they mean by that is, so I would fill out the questionnaire and then I would find six other people to fill out the same questionnaire and you get this 360 degree uh, perspective on, on how your uh, how you you view yourself yeah, that's and how right. others view you yeah and and the difference between those that's right and so it's just that was really interesting to see how you know yeah how the how the pers- perspective came out in in that like holistic view uh and, and then you know we got we had to record a sermon of me preaching 
Uh, I had to do a whole bunch of training and reading, and it, it was pretty in-depth. And then it came time for the actual assessment. And that was, like Chad was saying, you know, this was different because we live in a COVID world and there's a whole pandemic happening. There's no flying, so it was a virtual assessment. And uh, it, it was it was exciting. It was draining. It was taxing because, you, like, for everyone who's tuning in now, we're all zoomed out. Right. We, I think, I, I think if anyone were to say, you know, I absolutely love Zoom and love meeting virtually now, seven months into a pandemic, I think we'd be lying to ourselves. But so it was hard in that regards to do two days, you know, nine, 10 hour days on Zoom or Ring Central or whatever the platform was. So that was a bit difficult. Um, but you know what? It was just, it was great to meet with, with all the assessors and to really have to explain various aspects of of my called ministry and how I got from point A to point B and to yeah and so but it wasn't just me it was my wife as well my wife mm. was there the whole time uh, she had her individual sessions I had mine and you know what I, I, I just came out of it just so over the moon it was just a great experience and truth be told a lot of my experience and exposure to ministry over the last two years in mile one mission has really helped me when it came time for the assessment. And so yeah. uh, it, it, there, there is something to be said about being discipled and being be invested in and not doing it alone. And so, yeah. 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 There, there is something um, about assessment when you, it's one thing when your local church is saying, patting you on the back and saying, we see this in you. Mm -hmm. uh, we think you're a church planner, you know, your wife pat you on the back and says, hubs we think this is what you're to do and you can do it honey. this and then your mom you know thinks you're great and says you can do this it, it is another thing when an organization comes alongside and, and several assessors you know up to 12 assessors um at the end of a three-day assessment say we think you're called and we think you're competent for this role as much as we are competent to do the things that god calls us to do there's something very affirming when it is an outsourced organization that says, kind of gives you that rubber stamp, go ahead. Um, it's, I don't know if you felt that way, like leaving assessment, like, yeah, like uh, every, Absolutely. every player is saying you can do this. Yeah. And so like uh, here at, you know, mile one and in, in, in large part Calvary Baptist, we have the saying God called church affirmed. Right. And so you can, like Chad was saying, you can have everyone patting yourself on or patting, patting you on the back and you have all these emotions like, yeah, I, I feel like God is calling me. But then to have those layers of affirmation along the way is, mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. And I, I know, like, particularly for me at that point, I was also coming out of this, uh, I was transitioning out of one ministry because uh, when I came back to Canada, I came back, you know, having this dual ministry uh, happening and I, I, I made the transition out of that one ministry uh, and I was it was really a, a period of Lord okay uh, if, if you are calling me to church planting then I, I really need some affirmation right because I'm, I'm really feeling like ground level now and so coming out of that transition the assessment happened and the affirmation happened uh, from send and it was just like the heavens exploded it, it, it I was I cried I was over the moon mm -hmm. Chad, even you cried, right? Oh, I cry over <laughs> everything, though. <laughs> You're not special, oh, Matt. I cry over everything. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm as hard as a marshmallow. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
And so anyway, it was just it was a really good, yeah, really good experience. Yeah, and and you know, just to quickly talk about calling. I mean, it's ministry is just really, really difficult. And if your calling is not grounded and secure and solidified that you really do believe that God has called you to this, that's what holds you fast. Um, when, you know, on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday morning, all you want to do is, you know, quit and go work for Starbucks is yeah, that, right. that calling. And I've worked for Starbucks. It's a great organization. Um, but yeah, it's just really, really important that you're able to rest on that call. That's what keeps you keeps you doing what you're doing as a pastor. So uh, very quickly here, before we clue up, um, I've started very early stages of uh, the, the pre-assessment and all that for Send Network. Uh, looking very forward, and like it's I only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Um, so uh, very happy, very excited. Though it's great that I already know you, Chad, and mm-hmm. so like I can already, you know, hit hit you up on email or anything if there's any questions or anything. So that, that's great for me. Uh, but Matt, for for me heading into this, uh, you know, if if this with this assessment being so in depth, did did you learn anything about yourself through the assessment? Not a bit. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I know well, everything about me already. Right, I, I, yeah, actually, not. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so one of the great things about assessment is that it causes you to look at your blind spots, and it causes you to look at what's that behind you? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it, no, it causes you to wrestle with. You're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You you maybe call God called and and church affirmed, but you have your hangups, you have your hurts, you have your issues that you bring into it. Um, but kind of going back to what Chad said, there are, are support networks, uh, support channels, I, I, w- I would say, uh, that will help you through it. First and foremost, your your local church, and then, yeah, the blessing of having send, right? Yeah, we didn't even talk about, you know, at the end of an assessment, you get a report, you know, and it says in there some of the things you're strong in, some of the things you're weak in. And so part of SEND's role and my role with with Matt and with you, Adam, when you get there, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to just sort of file that stuff away and not look at it again. And that's... I guess I should look at it again. Yeah, and I guess that's (laughs) that's part of my role too is to say, hey, Matt, we got to dig out that file. we got to look at these things. We've got to work on the areas that were weak and we want to strengthen those and whatnot. So that's part of it as well. So we know what Matt will be doing the rest of this afternoon. Digging out the file. <laughs> Digging out the file, which, which is which. Honestly, it's it's a good habit to be in. I mean, we all know we're not perfect, but it's always good to be reminded of what areas you can be strong in, and you can even look back, Matt, in like a year or so, and be like, oh yeah, like you know, I've grown in this area. I've seen that, mm-hmm. or you know, Chad, you'd be like, hey Matt, remember this in your report, like. But it's even, really even just knowing, like, we believe in church planting and team, right? That mile one is big about that. So. If you don't know where you're strong and where you're weak, then you're not able to figure out how to round out your team. Because I'm not big on trying to take your weaknesses and make them strengths. Mm -hmm. I'm bigger on knowing your weaknesses, being self-aware of them, and then having a team around you that round out those weaknesses. Yep. All right, guys. We're we're about cluing up. So, Chad, I just want to thank you so much for... uh, Join us at Model One Mission for partnering with us and uh, even take this time to join us on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, and thanks, and man. yeah, if, if, if you're listening out there, um, you know, we're praying daily, Luke 10.2 for harvest workers. Amen. Luke 10.2 tells us that the harvest is plentiful, uh, but the workers are few. And so every day we're, we're praying at 10.02 to remind us to pray for those harvest workers. And if the Lord is speaking to you and maybe you're living in within Atlantic Canada, maybe you're outside of Atlantic Canada, 
and you feel that call, um, definitely reach out. You can you can get a hold of me. Um, I guess my email is cmacdonald at nam.net. Um, you can just reach out to anyone here at Mile One or respond to Absolutely. the podcast. We'll, they've got my info, but would love to connect with you. And yeah, here to, here to serve the region. Also, if you want to know anything else, feel free to check them out at sendnetwork.ca. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you again next week. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca. Yeah.